of Destiny Total Sports Ministry in conjunction with Deep Experience Revival Level introduce to you God's Word with simplicity and power, which is able to save and give you eternal inheritance through God's servant, Pastigo Okolo Prince. God bless you as you listen. Lord, please speak to us again today. Help everyone and each of us, O oh Lord, to behold you as you are. Let your word come to us as never before. Let our heart be comforted in you. Let our faces shine again, O oh Lord, because we have come to stay with you. We have come to have fellowship with you. Lord, please, we ask you to dare again. Reach out to us. Let every fear be gone. The fear of the future that you had already secured. Lord, please, we ask, let it dissolve again. Cause all of us to embrace this truth that we have found in Christ. Let our heart never shake. Let it be firmly established. Thank you, Heavenly Father. For in Jesus' most precious name, we have prayed. The extent we walk with God, the extent we walk with God, if we trust God for greater things in our lives, he will do it. If we believe him for marvelous things, he will do it. If we believe God for little, little things, for food, he will give you food. <laughs> he will only eat food. Are we saying amen? We must understand this. We must understand this. So like I was saying, I said, our inheritance is more than food. It's more than clothing. It is more than building a house. Even if you're hungry, even if you don't have good clothes, you don't have a house. These are all distractions of the devil. For you not to see the main inheritance, your father will give you all of other things. He will give you all of other things. I tell you, he will give you all of other things. That is the truth. But those distractions must come in order for you to look away from what the inheritance is all about. What the inheritance is all about. And when you miss it, you start pursuing what the world they are pursuing. I asked myself a question. Listen, I think very, very well. Very, very well. You know, some of us serve God as religious people. We don't think. I want your muscle to cool down so that you know what the inheritance is. So we will not follow other Christians who don't understand what values are and start pursuing what are not values in the sight of God. Now, why should the head of a child of God be lifted, even in the midst of these people, that we can still boldly talk to them and tell them there's something you don't have. There is something you don't have. So don't get us intimidated. We can't be intimidated. That's why you see the apostles of old, silver and gold, we don't have none. But sought as we have, we give to you. That which they have that they gave, did it make other rich people to follow them? Yes. They were following them their own time. The Jairus, the Tupan Enoch, many of them that had money, they had to meet in both the ones that their children are sick. They had to meet them and say, ah, my son is sick. Come now to my house. There's something they have that they don't have. Is somebody understanding what I'm saying now? 
if you try to tell the world that money is the inheritance, are you understanding what I'm saying? That's why Jesus said the additions, he will add them to us. Are you understanding? But they are not the major thing. That's why when we started talking about inheritance, we first said our what? Our fellowship with God. All right? He want to restore us back to the estate, yes? Because that one, you ought not to struggle for it. You shouldn't labor too much for it. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Because there's an estate that your father already kept for you. Do you understand what I'm saying? There's an estate he kept for you, I mean. I shared it with you last time. In our message, if you listen to our message tomorrow, you see where I was saying it. I said, our father loved us so much. So he kept these things for us. Except if you are in that family, you choose to be poor, like Lazarus. He will tell you no problem, it's your decision. No problem, you can go ahead. But if you choose to be rich, like the prodigal son, who even squandered the money and still returned back and said, give me more. The father said, no problem, you belong here. Enjoy yourself. <laughs> so the one you choose is the one you will get. <laughs> Lazarus chose to die hungry. God said, no problem, he will still make heaven. There's no problem, but he suffered here on earth. Then the prodigal son lavished the money, his own portion. He collected and finished. You see, I'm going back to my father. <laughs> he went and collected another one. <laughs> Hallelujah. I love that prodigal son. That guy is too wise. <laughs> and look at the other brother who was busy misbehaving, talking nonsense. You know, many children of God, they behave like slaves. In his father's house, a slave. And that's what God wants to deliver us from. You must be delivered from that slavery spirit. Now, let's read scripture. Are we saying amen? Ephesians chapter 3, verses 1. For this cause I, Paul, the prisoner of Jesus Christ, for you Gentiles, verse 2, if ye have heard of the dispensation of the grace of God, which is given me to you world, verse 3, how that by revelation he made known unto me the mystery as I wrote afore in few words. I will say this inheritance can only come to us by revelation. This inheritance can come to us by revelation. Verse 4, whereby when you read, you may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ, verse 5, which in other age was not made known unto the sons of men as it is now revealed unto his holy apostles and prophets. Verse 6, that the Gentiles should be fellow heirs and of the same body and partakers of his promise in Christ by the gospel. By the gospel. Verse 7, wherefore I was made a minister according to the gift of the grace of God given unto me by the factual working of his power. Now we say first that every minister must know this. In order for him to reveal by the spirit of God. The inheritance of the people of God. So that they will not over suffer. So that they will not over suffer. So that they will not over suffer. So you can imagine how God almighty would have allowed his own children to keep suffering and struggling and passing through pains and passing through troubles. No, God didn't plan it like that. 
God did not plan it like that. It is not the plans of God. If you look at when we are teaching about suffering, you said, he said, when you have suffered a little, what will he do? He will say to you, when you have suffered a little, God knows what it means for a child of God to suffer and suffer. There's a time you stretch it. That child will say, no, Lord, I can't continue. I can't continue. If it's a young lady, if there's men that has been doing, <laughs> you start listening to them. Because they will start taking care of her. They will buy her at least good food to eat. They will take her out, give her clothes. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Yes. God understands that so well. And that's why he urged the ministers, show my people there is an inheritance. I have reserved an inheritance for them. There is an inheritance which I reserve for them. There is an inheritance. I tell you the truth. You will not miss your own. Listen, forget about whatever that is happening. The pressure you have passed through is enough. The pressure you have passed through is enough. It is enough. God wants you to take your own inheritance in Christ. It is my responsibility to make you know it. To make you see it. To make you understand it. He said, that is why I am made a minister. That's why I made a minister. I will say amen. The first day we discussed about that inheritance that the world cannot assess. That inheritance that they can't assess. One, we talk about the fellowship. We talk about communion with God. We talk about our devotion with God. The world cannot have devotion with him. There's no fellowship they can ever have with God. And we say, is it a little matter? It is not a little matter for one to have fellowship with the Almighty. No. That God will speak to you, you speak to him. Ah! It's a wonder. There is no wonder that is bigger than that. Almighty God, talking to you, you're talking to him back. He will talk to you, you will talk to him back. I gave you an example, I said, Go and try to see governor. There are people who book to see governors in January. They have not seen him now. They won't see him until he gets out of the office. I'm telling you the truth. If you go there, you see the list of people who book to see him. From January to this July, they have not even near there. Then we're not talking about president own. There are people that won't see him. Even when he leave the office as president, they will still not see him. <laughs> now here we are even governor he wants to talk to God I tell you the truth the president he wants to talk to God everybody wants to talk to God everybody wants to talk to your father and here you are your father decides to say okay you are my son you are my daughter here I am talk to me I will hear you and as you're talking, he's hearing you immediately. And he's answering you. That is the one we think is nothing. That is the one we play with, we joke with, we make light of. We make light of. Somebody taught me something one day. Because then I was thinking straight. So he said, do you know there are other things God can do? 
I said, like what? He said, God doesn't only provide food for you when you're hungry. I said, hey. He said, do you know you can go to that place and ask the Lord, quench the hunger? <laughs> I said, hey. Do you know I've tried it and it worked? <laughs> I said, Lord, I'm hungry and it can distract me from what I'm doing. You know, I'm praying now. I want to concentrate. And you know, when you are hungry at times, you see your stomach will start making noise. Before you know, your eye is turning you. And you understand what I'm saying? So you won't even concentrate. They say pray. You can't pray well again. So I have to learn to say, Lord, I know you can quench the hunger. Quench this hunger so that I can concentrate. And before you know it, I will remember. This is a man that wants to eat. The prayer, I will stretch it to 8 p.m. And when I come out, everybody will be expecting that I will be asking for food immediately. They will still see me walking around. I'm not talking about food, though. I'm busy doing and nothing. Full of strength. Full of strength. At the time, I will remember, ah, I have not eaten. Ah, Lord, please remove it now. Let me eat. <laughs> is somebody understanding what I'm saying here? Now, we are talking about an inheritance that money cannot buy. That fellowship is an inheritance. Don't joke with it. It's not a little matter that you can talk to God and God can talk to you back. It's not. The world don't have it. That's why you see prophets are thriving. They are thriving in their businesses. People want to go and ask them, what did God say about me? You don't understand how much people are paying for them to hear what God is saying concerning them. They pay a lot. They pay a lot. And that's what we are gambling with. If you go to those prophets, you see where they line up. They line up. I mean line up. And the prophet will give them a form to be filling. And they fill form, pay 5,000 or 10,000. And that one is cheap prophet. If you go to the high tension prophet, it's from 50,000. And you give bribe to double cross others to go and see him. So some of those prophets in a day, they mess up a 3 million. 4 million naira. And ordinarily, this is supposed to be an inheritance that a child of God. Those ones don't know him. And you know him. Please, are you not supposed to be walking like this? If you meet people. You see, when they met Joseph in the prison. The butler and the chief baker. They said we had a dream. And nobody can interpret. Joseph said, ah, interpretation belongs to my father. Father, please talk to me. What is the interpretation of the dream? And he came out the following day. He said, okay, I have got the interpretation. My father has finished talking to me. <laughs> Interpret this one on. Interpret. Did it happen like that or not? No, I ask you a question. Did it happen like that or not? Now, one day, we are talking about men in the Old Testament. Men in the Old Testament. Men that the Spirit of God wasn't dwelling in. Daniel. A hand wrote and the whole kingdom turned to trouble. And the king was troubled. Who can interpret this? He called all the magicians. None of them could interpret. None of them could interpret. And they called Daniel and said, come, there's trouble in this kingdom. One hand just appeared and said, writing something. And Daniel looked at the whole thing and said, interpretation belongs to my God. Father, how do I do? 
He said, this is what I wrote. Tell them, use this one to make these ones understand they are finished, they are foolish people. And Daniel came. He said, they are reading the thing. May I say something to you? There is something you have that you are neglecting. You have fellowship. You have communion. You can talk to almighty God. Do you know in this our nation, presidents, there are ministers they call to Asorok. Presidents in this nation. In this nation. And what are they coming there to do? They are coming there to tell him something. Okay, you are president, but there are certain things you don't know. That is why God wants us to see values. Our inheritance in Christ first, until you start seeing they are not these perishables. They are not these perishables. They are not these flashy cars that everybody is running after. They are not gold and silver. Yet, your father said, I will add them to you. But there is this that is valuable that the world, they can never touch. God can never be in communion with them. Your father can never be in communion with the world. He can never be in communion with the world. He said the prayer of a sinner is an abomination. And here we are, children of God, that is what we neglect. We neglect that communion. We neglect that fellowship. We neglect that devotion. We pursue perishables. And every day God comes like it happened. The Bible said God come down to Adam in the cool of the day. He was Adam, where are you? If where are you, my sweetheart? And they will say, mighty God, mighty God. You say, yes, yes, yes. How are you today? They say, wonderful. Everything you created, they are excellent. Everything excellent. Everything excellent. That's the only thing God enjoyed. That is what he gave to them as an inheritance. As an inheritance. Children of God, let this sink into your heart. Any day you cut this and hold it, what do you think the devil was looking for in the Garden of Eden? There's no other thing. What he envied was the communion. What he envied was the communion. It's not the animal there. It's not the good things. No, it's the communion. I hate these people talking to God. God talking to them. I hate it. I don't want to see it. I want to cut it off. And that's why you see today, children of God pray trouble. Pray wahala. Sit down and study trouble. Pray trouble. How many of you can say, I can study for two good hours, uninterrupted? Studying, you get the Bible, you're going through it, you're writing, God is speaking to you, you're writing, jotting down. On the 15th of this day, God spoke to me. This is what He said. This is what He said. This is what He said. The other day, this is what He said. So the devil returned and made us so weak and tired in that area. Ask me, what are we pursuing? Car. What are we pursuing? House. What are we pursuing? Good job. Pursuing useless, useless thing that God would have added to you with sweat at the place of communion. That is where he visits people. That is where he turns the life of people around. That is where he reveals himself to them and shows them the path they should take for a glorious life. And that is where we have abandoned. 
may you recover what you have lost today in the name of Jesus. I say may you recover what you have lost today in the name of Jesus. What you lost is not car. What you lost is communion. What you lost is not house. What you lost is fellowship with God that is deep. A deeper fellowship with God. A deeper fellowship with God. Our heart should start panting again like the deer. That pants for the water brook. Lord, only you I need. Give me you. Give me you. I want to return back again to the place of fellowship. So we discussed that. We began to show you also. These are the plans of God. God wants us to return back to our inheritance in Christ. He reserved that inheritance. If you remember, I said it last time. I'm still repeating it again. At that garden of Eden, when man lost it, did he give it to the devil? He never gave it to the devil. The Bible said he positioned an angel. He positioned an angel. Man left the place, but God didn't hand it over to the devil. He positioned an angel. Child of God, stop struggling. Look for that which you lost. Go back again to the place of communion. Go back again to the place of fellowship. In your homes, have a place where you meet with the Lord. Cry to him every day. As you walk on the street, let your heart be panting for him. Lord, it is you I need. If they offer you car, say car, be by the side. If they offer you house, say be by the side. We're not saying it's not good. But if you get God first before those things, okay. Because of course, he's the one that will add it. Can somebody say amen? I say, can somebody say amen? Now, we want to progress again today. What is the next inheritance? What is the next inheritance? We discussed today. Follow some of the scripture to see. Our next inheritance in Christ that God delivers us. He forgives our sins and cleanses us from all unrighteousness. God delivers us. He cleanses us from everything called sin. He forgives every unrighteousness. He cleanses you. He cleanses you. He forgives every form of unrighteousness. He cleans. He forgives every form of unrighteousness. He delivers us from the power of the devil. A complete deliverance. A complete deliverance from the power of the devil. You can't come to Jesus and Jesus leave you in the chains of the devil. It's not possible. You can't come to him without him forgiving you. He will forgive you of every sin. That is an inheritance. That is an inheritance. That is an inheritance. That many of us think it doesn't mean anything. And that's why we take it for a ride. We take forgiveness of sins for a ride. It doesn't mean anything. It's a great inheritance that we have. Romans. Romans chapter 4 verse 7 and 8. Romans chapter 4, verses 7 and 8. Saying, Blessed are they whose iniquities are forgiven and whose sins are covered. Blessed are they whose iniquities are forgiven, whose sins are covered. That person is blessed. Listen, see it that I am blessed. My sins are forgiven. My iniquities are covered. My sins are forgiven. My iniquities are covered. The numerous sins you've committed when you come to Jesus, he forgives you of all those sins. They are no more recorded no matter how bad he looks, no matter how terrible he looks, 
Even if everybody is following you, they know you have been killing people. But when you come to Jesus, Jesus said, I have forgiven you. Just like it happened to Apostle Paul. Apostle Paul was a murderer, for God's sake. A murderer. And it's not just killing people for the sake of killing. Something is making him to kill people, for God's sake. There's a force, there's a demon in him that is making him to kill people. So when Jesus came and encountered him, he delivered him. He delivered him completely. He rescued him from the hand of that devil. And they forgive all of his sins. That's why if you hear Paul speak, if you hear him speak, it's um, the least of all these apostles. But this grace has caught up with me. I am not supposed to live. I am supposed to die. But look at this grace. Look at this grace. Look at this grace. It's an inheritance. Until we see that that also is an inheritance. Then there is a problem. Verse 8. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord will not input sin. Blessed is that person that the Lord does not input sin against. Blessed is the person that God has forgiven all of his iniquities, all of her iniquities. It is an inheritance that we have in Christ that the world cannot offer us. The world don't have it. They don't have it. You can't buy it in any supermarket. It's not in any market in the world. It cannot be purchased with gold or silver. It can't be purchased with anything that man can offer. It can't be purchased. Forgiveness of sin cannot be purchased by anything that man can offer. It's an inheritance. That everyone who has received the gospel of Christ, you have received that inheritance also. I will say amen. So that is the inheritance God wants us to see that we have received. If you understand what it means for somebody to be a sinner, <laughs> you don't have rest of mind. You don't have peace in you. There's trouble everywhere. You are troubled every day. Everything in you tells you that, hey, if I die, hey, I'm going somewhere horrible. But when you receive the gospel, there is also a witness that tells you, oh, I am saved. <laughs> I am saved indeed. Can somebody shout amen now? So we must understand that. Hebrews chapter 8 verse 12. Hebrews chapter 8 verse 12. For I will be merciful to their unrighteousness and their sins and their iniquities will I remember no more. I'll be merciful to their unrighteousness and their sins and their iniquities will I remember no more. I won't remember it anymore. So I pity that child of God that keep remembering. God is telling you in his word that he will not remember it again. He said, for I will merciful to the unrighteousness. God said, hey, I mean unrighteousness of any kind. Unrighteousness of any kind. Iniquity of any kind. I will not even remember it anymore. Is there anything he committed? <laughs> because for God, he's not remembering that again. He's not remembering it again. Can somebody understand what we're saying here? It's an inheritance. It is an inheritance that you have in Christ. It's an inheritance that every child of God has in Christ. Listen. You see a child of God who always put himself in prison. That's why you see many children of God. Every day they are praying in the name of Jesus Christ. 
all the sins we've been committing, Lord, please forgive us. Let our sin not stop this prayer. Is that what God taught you in his word? If you are still committing sin, if you are still a sinner, please go and repent. You should go and repent. Did you understand what I'm saying? Forgiveness of sin is part of the inheritance. God does not remember it. Once you have confessed the sin and forsake the sin, your father has forgiven you. Can somebody say amen? You must live in that consciousness. You have been asking for forgiveness in January to July. You are in trouble. Oh? That person is in trouble. Because your spirit can never be free. To even ask God of anything, you'll be going to your father as a slave. Can somebody understand what we're saying here? Please, are you understanding what we're saying here? So you must understand that and understand it well. Is somebody saying amen? Okay, look at again. 4 John. 4 John chapter 1 verses 9. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Whenever we confess our sins with all of our heart and say, Lord, I am sorry, and repent from that sin, God is faithful and just to forgive that sin dear and then. He never counts it against you anymore. He never counts it against you anymore. He forgives and forgets it immediately. We're not talking about the one that people are doing, you know, going for confession. If they commit sin, commit sin, commit sin, and they feel that the sin has filled can, they'll say, okay, let's reduce it so that we'll see space to commit another one. They will then go to their church and say, I came for confession. I came for confession. But actually, you have not decided to drop the sin. That is not the one we are talking about. Remember the scripture again, I think Proverbs, that said, if we confess and forsake, confess the sin and do what? And forsake it. That is when you will obtain mercy. When you confess the sin, actually from your heart, and drop the sin, from that moment, that place that you took the decision, God has forgiven. He will cleanse you. From every form of unrighteousness, you are a new person. It's an inheritance that God reserved for anybody that will come to him. God kept it for anyone that comes to him because that enables him to call you a son. You can call him a father. The bridge between man and God is sin. And whenever we come back to God and say, Lord, we are sorry for this, our sins, God will forgive us. He forgives you. It's an inheritance. So far as you made up your mind not to go back to that sin again. Are we saying amen? Please, are we saying amen now? Matthew chapter 1 verses 21. The same name shall be called Jesus. For he will save his people from their sins. His name shall be called Jesus. For he will save his people from their sins. So it is an inheritance. It is an inheritance. Anyone that comes to Jesus, he must save you from sin. It is compulsory. He must save that person. He must save the person from sin. Unless it's not Jesus you come to. And that's why we keep saying, don't just go to church. Jesus taught me that one day. Go and tell them, come to who? Jesus. 
He said, if you go there and tell them, come to deep experience. He said, does deep experience save people? He said, that's the reason why many they invited to church, they still left back the same way they came. They invite them to church, they came and sit down. They never invited them to Christ. So even when they say they call altar call, ask me the kind of altar call. If I stay here, please, for God's sake, I'm teaching you 24 principles of prosperity. Number one, you have to pay your tithe. Number two, you must be diligent in your business. Number three, you must be in service arm. Number four, you, must, you know, when I finish teaching you all these things, I say, finally, you have to give your life to Christ. If you want to be prosperous, that will make you excellently rich. You become a big man. Please, is that coming to Jesus? If you are coming to Jesus, he will tell you, repent and give your life to me. You know how you met a Samaritan woman at the well. That's what Jesus always do to people. He look at the woman, you know how to gamble with Jesus. Jesus say, hey, go and call your husband. He said, I don't have a husband. He said, that's true. You don't have a husband. But the one you're staying with now is not even your husband. He said, hey, hey, this man, you started another style. How come you know me? That is Jesus for you. Jesus does not like sin being covered. Because he knew that once sin is covered, that person is still in the dark. He don't know him. Can somebody understand what I'm saying here? So his name shall be called Jesus, for he will save his people. That is also an inheritance which he reserved. He reserved it for his own. You don't know people are in chains. People are in chains. You don't know that people are in chains. You don't know that people are in chains. I met a man. Listen to me. I met a man. You know, that's the way this Holy Ghost used to lead me. So he's a big man. He's a lawyer. So one day I got to his office. He started mocking us. Because he had been mocking preachers, pastors. So that day I got to his office. He started his mockery again. He said, Pastor, you don't used to come and preach me. Come and preach me. Come and preach me. I said, sir, ah, don't worry. When I have time, I'll come. We'll talk. And he started talking. You talk, go here. He said this thing. How can somebody say God is omnipotent, omnipresent, omniscient? He was saying so many things. And the Holy Ghost put one word in my mouth that caught him. I said, sir, because he was even faulting the Bible. I say, sir, all you are saying, I might not know about it. But there is one thing I know. And what is that thing? I know that this Bible is true. I know that Jesus saves people from sin. Because I was once there. He was looking at me like this. But that one caught him now. I say, sir, I know that when I was in the world, I move around with girls. Eh? I say, are you listening to me? He says, he's listening. <laughs> I say, at a time, it became a problem. I say, I met one that dealt with my life. He was looking at me like this. Because as of then, you know, Holy Ghost, he knows what your problem is. So him, his own problem is just what I'm talking about. It's in a big chain. That chain is not small one, no. A mighty chain. The chain is too big. <laughs> and has held him. And in the chain of little, little children he's sleeping with. And he's married. And they can't leave them because it's a force. 
is a force. Even when he wants to leave, he can't leave. And I told him, my Jesus, save me from such life. He was looking at me like this. I said, that Jesus, he saved me from that life. And anybody who come to him, he can save the person from that life too. That was where my message ended. And I started looking at me like that. No argument, no talk again. It's okay. I leave you with that one. Think about it. If you need freedom, come to Jesus. And one day, listen, one day, I saw the secretary, one young lady like that. As my spirit used to move me, I call her, come here. Okay, Pastor, I say, how are you? I say, come to my office. I want to see you. She came to my office. I sit down. And I asked the lady, come, what are you doing there? What are you doing with that man? I said, come, that man has slept with you. The girl said, they're crying. She cried and cried and cried and cried. I said, why are you crying? He said, pastor, it's true. It's true. He raped me. He said, pastor, he raped me. Pastor, he raped me. And it's true. I was the one that sacked the girl there. I told her, if you don't leave that place, you must leave now. Leave immediately. She said, pastor, I will leave. The following day, she called me. The lady called me. I said, Pastor, Pastor, something is happening. He said, do you know this man called me? Because then he wasn't in Nigeria. He said, he called me. He said, who did you tell about that thing? He said, you've told Pastor. Ah. He said, which Pastor? He said, I didn't tell Pastor anything, no. He said, I didn't tell Pastor anything, no. The guy was denying. The man now told her that he saw Pastor in his dream warning him. The pastor was warning him, if he touched that lady again, his life would turn to pieces of bread. The pastor was warning him seriously in the dream that if he touched that lady again. Now, what are we talking about? I want you to know that what we're enjoying in Christ, you thought it's easy to come out of sin? No, you thought it's easy. It is an inheritance. If you think it's just a joke. Somewhere there. Where they used to sell Mbrumiri. Uh, the day I went there, I wonder, I was just going somewhere. I passed from that place. I had to stop small. I was watching film, drama. I mean drama. I saw one. I said, come, come, get out of this place. Get out of this place. Uh. <laughs> Where I was, I say, oh, Jesus, what is happening here? How can the devil be destroying men like this? Cracking lives, destroying souls like this. I mean, full fledged man that's supposed to have a family. Enjoying his family. And look at what the devil is doing to him. They are chasing him. They are asking him, go, carry your money, go. Who will sell to you? I said, this is not life. Satan, shame unto you. I said, Satan, shame unto you. What is doing with life? And we joke with this inheritance that God has given to us. Because it just come. And we are free. And we are just moving up and down. We think it's a joke. It's not to go out there. 
Go out there. You will understand what we are talking about. There are men that can't sleep one night without a woman. There's no night. It's not possible. Even their wife knows. Their wife knows. In fact, their wife has told him, no problem. You don't know. If some women open their mouth and talk, likewise some men, if they open their mouth and talk, it's not only for women no, or men. The two. Some women also, they can't stay. One man can't satisfy them. So, we must understand this and understand it well that this is an inheritance and we throw it away every day. We think it doesn't mean anything. We kick it off. This is also an inheritance. I will say in amen. It is a blessing to be forgiven by God. It brings peace, joy, and assurance to the heart. It makes us to stand righteous before God. Whereas sin brings disgrace, reproach, and makes a man fearful, righteousness results, and makes a man bold as a lion. It is a blessing, a glorious inheritance in Christ Jesus. Not only are we forgiven, we are actually delivered from sin and its consequences. Christ did it all for us. Are we shouting amen? Look at Galatians 3 verse 13. Galatians 3 verse 13. He said, Christ has redeemed us from the cause of the law, being made a cause for us. For it is written, causes everyone that hangeth on the cross. Listening to the message we are sending out tomorrow. That message is so packed and so full. There are so many things God said to us there that you need to hear. You can't come to Christ and not take that inheritance. If there's somebody is telling you breaking causes of life, which cause? It gets into my brain. Listen, it gets into my brain. I see that deception. And the highest one, when you make people live in the consciousness there is a cause in their life, after Christ has died, I mean after the cross of Jesus, after Jesus died, you are telling the redeemed, instead of telling them to repent and now be part of the inheritance, now you are telling them causes of life that is causing your village. So which one did Christ redeem us from? I ask you, which one did he redeem us from? And they will say, quote the scripture. When they quote the scripture, I began to wonder. These people are contradicting themselves. They don't want to simply believe that Jesus has finished it all. They don't want to tell the people, walk into your inheritance. Christ has finished it. I am not trying to contribute anything. That's what our brother Paul started saying to us in Ephesians 3. In that verse 6 and verse 7. Our brother Paul said to us, hey, this is my duty, my duty. To make all of you come to your inheritance in Christ. And part of that inheritance is that Christ has redeemed you from the cause of the law. Be made a cause. Jesus was made a cause for me. So where is the cause coming from? No, where is he coming from? I asked them one single question. Ask them, you yourself. Ask them, where is this cause you are talking about coming from now? In the message we are sending out tomorrow, I said... I don't belong to the family where there is cause. The family I belong now is the family of God. It's the family of God. The Bible said at salvation, that's what they call translation. They carried me from the kingdom of darkness. Where causes exist to the kingdom of light. The kingdom of his dear son. 
will God cross over thee again and be pursuing me? Then somebody must be lying to me. It must be them and not the scripture. It must be them and not the scripture. So the issue of breaking curse of life must end. All those nonsense must come to an end. They shared about a woman who was an unbeliever and the mother cursed her. The mother cursed her as an unbeliever and she repented and gave her life to Christ. Immediately she gave her life to Christ. God went to the Europe where the mother was and told the mother, if you don't return back to Nigeria and pray for your daughter, if you die, you go to hell. Your daughter will still be free, but you go to hell. You go to hell. Simple. The woman flee from, I was there in the church, the lady was testifying. The lady said the mother traveled all the way from abroad back to Nigeria and went straight to the star and said, please, let me pray for you. <laughs> Daughter, I pray for you today. From today, you are blessed. From today, you are blessed. The lady said that day, her life changed. That day, her life changed. The mother finished praying for her and told her, all your brothers say they are no more coming back to Nigeria. All the properties that belong to us in Nigeria is your own from today. And carried the whole documents and gave to her. And left back to Europe. He said to her, bye bye. <laughs> My Jesus has set me free. Why? Christ has redeemed us from any nonsense cause. Whether it came from men or women. Okay, what of if the woman had died? Will God wait to resurrect her? To come and reverse the cause? Would God reverse the cause and let the daughter go ahead? Come on. Understand this truth. You have an inheritance in Christ. So, Whatever cause, once you have received this gospel and come to Jesus, you are free. Say, I am free. Say, Jesus did it all. Finish. I don't need pastor to contribute. It. So, the job of the pastor is to make me see it. That is the job of the pastor. So, the job of the pastor is not to say what Jesus did not do. It's to say what Jesus finished and make the people of God walk into the air. It's not to behave as if I want to contribute in freeing them. No. I can't contribute. No pastor can contribute. Our job is to show you there is something Christ has finished. Him alone you are indebted to forever. I will say in amen. Please, I will say in amen now. Did you understand what we are saying? You know they do those things so that you can be indebted to them. Both the ones that are pushing you, fall, cause, go in the name of Jesus. There is no cause that is going anywhere. If you are not in Christ, oh, it's Christ that finished it all. Can we shout amen? First Corinthians chapter 15, first Corinthians 15, 56 to 57. The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. Verse 57. But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. So, how did we get the victory? It is through Him. It is not through the vibration of any pastor. That's why they hate us. We are striping every man of all those rubbish honor they got for themselves. The whole honor should go to Jesus. <laughs> eh? Who saved me too? Who am I? He saved me. He saved all of us that are ministers. Are we saying amen? So the glory should go to him. We must point Christ to the people. We must show them the one that finished it. The one that through him the victory came. It is him. It's not me. My job is to show you what Christ, your Lord and my Lord, 
Your Savior and my Savior has finished for us so that we can walk into it together. Are we saying amen? So there is a victory that is in Christ. There's a victory that Jesus secured for me and you that we ought to enjoy. Are we shouting amen now? Okay, we look at again Matthew 11 verses 28. Matthew eleven twenty eight. Are you there? Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. I'll give you rest. Come, 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 come. So whenever you heed to Jesus and come, he gives you rest from Satan. He gives you rest from sin. He gives you rest from the worldly troubles. So Jesus have rest for everyone that ever answers his invitation. Once you come to the invitation, the first rest that Jesus gives to you is rest from Satan. He gives you rest from sin. So it's an inheritance that God reserves for his people if you go there. Those that refuse to come to Jesus, they don't have such rest. They are not enjoying such rest. They are not enjoying it. They can't enjoy it. It's a force. That force keeps them in chains. It makes them slaves. It makes them slaves of the devil. Is somebody catching what I'm saying here now? Please, is somebody catching what we are discussing here now? You must hide this inheritance in your heart. Live day by day with the knowledge of this truth. So that you will not be moved when you see the world flinging these things. Somebody might be building, towering thing like that. If you hear about the person, you will run. You see that one monster is holding the person. One monster. And here you are. You sleep well in the night. Sleep well in the afternoon. A brother shared with us one time like that. He said one big man built house. He said you need to see the house. And the man can't sleep there. What is your problem? And one day he went for a meeting. The man carried him to the house. And gave him the house. And they didn't tell him anything. He went to the house and had a wonderful sleep. He woke up in the morning. They came to him and said, did you sleep well? He said, ah, yeah, it was a wonderful night. <laughs> Do you know the man that built the house slept in the same house? But in one small place like that, he went there and hid himself. <laughs> I don't know whether he slept on a mat. And left the big house for the man of God. And the man woke up in the morning and said, how are you, sir? I hope you're doing good. He was expecting him to complain. He did not complain. Every devil went to sleep and said, ah, this one, nobody near him. <laughs> but you, you no go sleep here. I tell you, you have an inheritance in Christ. <laughs> don't envy the world. Don't envy them. They don't have what you have. Stop jumping up and down as if, if you don't have money. Eh, money is the only thing. You know, they come out and say, money answered all things. Money answered all things. <laughs> I say, okay. Okay. <laughs> Let money buy sleep. You've not met people that have not slept for seven days. They are crying and say, I want to sleep. I want to sleep. <laughs> it's easy bed. <laughs> I can't sleep. Enjoy the inheritance your father gave to you. I will say amen. I say enjoy the inheritance your father gave to you. And stop envying the world. Don't envy them. Be satisfied with your father. There are many things you have that don't have. I will say amen. So he said come to me. All that labor. 
you can't come without him giving you rest. It's not true. You can't come without him giving you rest. If you come, he'll give you rest indeed. Unless you still land, you came to him and you are trying to dictate for him. If he tell you what to do, he say, no, it's not like that. It's okay. You have been somewhere before I ask you to come. <laughs> now you are here. You are still arguing with me. Oh, yeah, carry your load. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> when he's spinning, you will drop it by force. I will say amen. Now, the next one again is adoption as God's children. Adoption as God's children, 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 18. 2 Corinthians 6, verse 18. I will be a father unto you, and he shall be my sons and daughters, say the Lord Almighty. So, God also decided, I want to be their father. They will be my sons and my daughters. They will be my sons, they will be my daughters. What an inheritance. What a glorious inheritance. That God said, I want to be your father. I want to be your father. I want you to be my son. I have begotten you today. You're my son. From today, you're my son. You're my son. Do you know if this revelation, like our brother Paul said, he said this inheritance comes by revelation. The letter kill it. It is the spirit of God that gives life. So, if you can catch the revelation of what we are discussing, that's what makes people great in life. There's no other thing. In this body of Christ, there is no other thing that makes people great. He said, grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. So, the level of peace that you enjoy is by the knowledge of Christ. The level of grace that you enjoy in this kingdom is by the knowledge of Christ. That is revealed to you by the word of God. By the word of God. So, the more you sit with the word and catching this truth as it is in Christ, grace is multiplying. Your peace is multiplying in every area of your life. I mean in every area of your life. As you walk with God, in your finance, in every area of your life. In every area of your life. In that work God has given to you, in every area of your life, so he wants to be our father. He made us his children. It is not our will. It is his own. He decided to take us as his own. As his own children. Not as slaves. Not as slaves. Not as slaves. What we are talking about. Are you a son? Are you a son? That is what matters. That's what matters. It's not the one they are using Sarin to... Escort. Listen, you see, heaven will be an exciting place. There are people they use siren. If you get to heaven, God will say, Hey, is he among you? I don't know him. Paul said, oh, No, I don't know him. I don't know him. I don't know him. Yeah. He said, He's a big man of God in the world. Oh, hey, to you. But me, I don't know him. Because I don't know what he was doing when he was here. He was walking in the flesh. He said, Get behind me, you workers of iniquity. I know you not. And that's why we are making you to understand what matters. That which matters. Listen, if you go to our churches today, are you understanding? They have so much magnified money. Money. They will put confusion in your head. It will look as if money is the only thing. They embarrass people. 
embarrass people. We are not saying that you shouldn't give all. But when you have shown the children of God what God said you should show them. Are you understanding? You will see when they walk that way and prove that this is true. Oh, for them to give, you don't need to force them. They give willingly. They will give with their heart. They will say, this one has told us the truth. This one is not deceiving us. This one is not just talking to keep us. Do you know today there are churches that have gone to before? The workers that I knew there, today, they are complete unbelievers. I mean, stark unbelievers. Why? They weren't telling them the truth when they were there. They weren't telling them the truth. They have proved that the pastor is lying. They have proved that the deacons are lying. They have proved that the elders are cheating. So who is deceiving who? Why not tell the people the truth? I have told God, instead I will not keep saying the truth. Instead I will come to this place and now be occupied or be captured by a demon. The demon of mammon. Are you understanding? And I will start talking rubbish. Instead of showing the people of God, go back to that scripture in Ephesians. I can understand my duty. Go back to that Ephesians 3 verse 6. That the Gentiles should be fellow heirs and of the same body and partakers of the promise of Christ by the gospel. Now verse 7, he said, whereof I was made a minister according to the gift of grace of God given unto So what is Paul doing? He labors to make the Gentiles see. They need to see they are co-heirs. They need to see they are to begin to partake of the promises of God that is in Christ Jesus. That is what I should labor. I should labor. I should labor. I should labor. When God begins to bless them, they should know that this level is a good level. They will know this is a good level. He knows how to bring money to do his work. But it won't make me to change my duty. If they give offering that is willing, God will bless them. If they give the one you force them to give, they won't be blessed. They will not be blessed. Are we saying amen? So, God wants us to see. He has chosen to make us his children. He chose to make us his children. I will say in amen. John chapter 1 verse 12. As many as received him. He gave them power to become what? He gave them the power to become what? And yet, you have now become the child of God. Why are you walking like a slave? They are not even bold. They are not confident. They judge themselves by what they wear. There's something I discovered. I discover it's not in my shoe. I discover it's not in the clothes. I discover it's not in the car. Somebody came from Malta. He came from Malta. He said, let's go to my house. We'll go to my house. He got in there. He said, give me water to drink. He said, because he wouldn't free yoga. But why are you sounding the way you sound? Why do you sound the way you sound? You sound as if you have the whole world. You sound as if everything is complete for you. I say, oh, my dear, you have eyes, but you can't see. I say everything is complete, oh. 
He said, the way you sound. I say yes. I say yes. I have a big God. I keep sounding like that. The reason, because I discovered something from this Bible. That this is not a fluke. That God is my father. Ha. Ah. I say, is this true? Is this true? That's the next one we're looking at. As we just finished this one now, I now saw another one. I saw from that place we talk about, he said, we have the spirit of adoption. He didn't just save us. He didn't call me just his son. He said, let me see it. Because he will think it's a joke. He will think I'm playing with him. He will think that it's not serious. He now went ahead and used his spirit. And one day, I went to church that day. That's evening service. They have finished service. I carry my Bible. I was about going. The pastor called me back. Come, come, come. God spoke to me now about you. I said, hey, what did he say? And then I was extremely careful. I don't want any nonsense man to lay hand on my head. Because I knew the encounter I had with Jesus. It's not fake. So the man said, God, ask him to pray for me. He said, come. And he laid hands on me and said, I pray you. That was how I received the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost came. And that night, I spoke in tongues for two hours, non-stop. I mean, full-blown. Two hours, non-stop. Even when I want to stop, if I were. I spoke in tongues and spoke in tongues from 9 o'clock to 11 p.m. Come and see joy. There's a kind of joy that entered me. I was speeding round. I said, I've caught it. I am a child of God. I am a child of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We are talking about the spirit of adoption. So it's important that we understand this. It's important you understand. He didn't just say, you are my son. He didn't just say, you are my son. He used his spirit to seal it. Look at Romans chapter 8 verse 14. That's where I'll stop today. Romans 8, 14 to 17. Listen, you see this teaching? Don't joke with it. As a child of God, you must know what is my inheritance in Christ. I wonder what we are teaching you again. So before I was in that era, we think if we teach you this, you can grab this. No, this is what will make you to get everything you need. What I'm teaching you now makes you to get everything you need. Are you there? For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption. We are by we cry, Abba, Father. Have you ever prayed and you see the spirit groaning in you? Abba, Father. Abba, Father. Abba, Father. Have you prayed that prayer before? You need to have this experience. If you don't have this experience, you will think that this Bible is just story. It's not telling you story. It happens. My own is, we don't talk about it. He say it's happening every day. And you understand what I'm saying? When I pray, I got to that point, the Holy Ghost will say, ah, you are a son now. We know why they brag like that. That's how the Holy Ghost will say, ah, child of God. Ah, my father. See, the Holy Ghost will say, my father, my father. 
my father, my father. You see how cry, I cry, I cry. When you come out of such prayer, how are you supposed to be working? With short, how will you be working? With slippers, how will you be working? With single, how will you be working? No food, only carry the money. How will you be working? My friend, relax. You need to understand this inheritance we are talking about. Did somebody understand it? He said, he has redeemed us unto our God that we shall reign here on earth as kings and what? And priests. As kings and priests. Can we shout amen? Verse 16. The spirit bearing witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. So if the spirit of God is not yet in you, you need the spirit of God to bear witness with your own spirit. It tells your spirit you are a child of God. Stop. Don't do that thing you want to do. You are a child of God. Don't go that direction. You are a child of God. Don't behave like the world. You are a child of God. Be bold. You are a child of God. Be confident. You are a child of God. What is making you afraid? You are a child of God. Don't let them intimidate you. You are a child of God. So the spirit of God bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. No matter what you see, the spirit keeps telling you you are a child of God. You are a child of God. You have the spirit of adoption. This is not fluke. It's a reality. If God is your father, then how are you supposed to be behaving? That changes your mentality. It changes the way you behave. It changes the way you talk. It changes the kind of friends you make. It changes everything automatically in your life. The way you view things. It changes everything. Instantly changes it. No matter the pressure. My father is always there. I tell you, your father will not leave you. Once you are there. Verse 17, finally. And if children then hears, some a hair. If children then hears, hairs of God, and join hairs with Christ, it so be that we suffer with him, that we may be also glorified together. We may be also glorified together. We may be glorified together. Are we saying amen? Galatians chapter 4, verse 6 and 7. Galatians chapter 4, 6 and 7. Are we there? And because ye are sons, God has sent for the spirit of his son into your heart, crying, Abba, Father. Abba, Father. Abba, Father. Verse 7. We are for thou no more a servant, but a son. But if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. The other translation said, you are no longer a slave, but a son. And since you are a son, God has made you also an heir. Since you are a son, so who are you? Who are you? Who are you? You need to know it. You need to know it. And live in the consciousness of this truth every day. Refuse the lies of the devil. Refuse the picture that the world is painting about you. So we must change our mindset. Are you seeing the reason why I'm sounding the way I'm sounding? Ah. Are you seeing the reason why I'm talking the way I'm talking? Are we saying amen? <laughs> Finally, Ezekiel 36, verse 26 and 27. That's where we'll stop today. Are you blessed today? I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a new heart of flesh. I will put the spirit. So that's prophecy that Ezekiel saw. In Christ, it was fulfilled. Do you understand what I'm saying? 
In Christ it was fulfilled. I will change their heart. I will give them a new heart. I will give them my spirit. I will give them my spirit. So at new birth, we receive the spirit as a sign of adoption. We are saved. Not just saved. We are children of God. Go heads with Christ. So it's no kalo kalo. God needed to put a seal of the Holy Ghost for you to know, my son, it is true. I'm not joking. It is not a joke. I never had the Holy Ghost before until I gave my life to Christ. And it came, the seal came. Abu Shandalabash. If you are baptized in the Holy Ghost, speak in tongues now. We are telling the devil we are children of God. Whenever you see me blowing tongues, I'm telling the devil, he thought I'm joking. My friend, you are talking to a child of God with a seal. You know any product you brought to the market without naphtha seal, you are in trouble. I tell you today, you are free from every lies of the devil. I say you are free from every lies of the devil. Every fear in your heart is conquered today. You are a child of God. Can you rise on your feet as you pray? Begin to talk to your father now. Male boshanda labash. Breliatu kapila tu pranandi. Le tomasu preniata. Nakutama shua preniagus. Le tomasu kapreniagus kabalabash. De tomasu pamale de gezegade. Mo pramis kapila tu akabumo indi. Ni krakitano pragush. Eleko ma pranando kupamalegesu kupranda. Come and talk to your father in tongues. Mila tranakush neke tuata. Don't keep quiet. Male tomasu kranabosh. Ditamasu preni antu kamila tu preni atu skapiladash. Leto katuaka. Niakuaseto maswabarhandi. Whatsoever that's born of God overcome in the world. If you have not received the Spirit, you need to receive the Holy Ghost. You need to be filled. If you are here, you have not received the Holy Ghost, you need to go extra mile more. One step more. You must be filled. You must be filled. Blessed be your name forever and ever. For in Jesus' most precious name, we have prayed. I know you are blessed by the message just received. We encourage you to join our Open Heaven Church, connecting to God's help every set of the phone, 5 p.m. Deep experience with Jesus every Saturday, 5 p.m. And our life transforming seminar for all its first seconds at Suze 23, C2C Plaza, Road, Enugu, Nigeria. Visit our Facebook page, Savior of Destiny Total Sports Ministry. Instagram at Savior T Sports. Twitter at Savior Total. WhatsApp number 090-60222-330. Email Savior of Destiny Total Sports Ministry at gmail.com. You are blessed. Angel.